Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with these episode number, I don't even remember. One something. Yeah, we're 111. That's where we're at, 111. And uh, yeah, it's been a little bit. We took a little holiday break. And uh, not much really happened since we last left you, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we take a break and the, the sports world gets completely flipped upside down, uh, mostly football. Um, you we, know, I, we were going to a little behind the scenes. We were planning on doing it yesterday, but I... I was, said no. Was lazy. I was I was in mourning, and I asked you long before. Any, oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, that morning. Yeah, yeah. No, I was in mourning, not the morning. Yeah. And uh, I said, "Nah, let's do it tomorrow night." And I can tell by your okay. It was like <sighs> okay, and good thing we did. Yeah. Um, I would be remiss given the nature of this show as far as the NFL is concerned without um, at least mentioning the passing of Franco Harris. I figured we'd kick it off. Um, you know, I realize it's been a couple of weeks, whatever that hit me pretty hard for the simple fact that, um, I mean, I've talked about it on the show, obviously a long, long time ago, but um, my dad is the reason that we're Steeler fans, but I would say Franco Harris is number two. Like that was the first Jersey I owned you know, the whole immaculate reception, like Franco was the man, like he represented the Steelers in everything. And I mean, he was a Steeler to his core. Right. And uh, just to hear the guys talk about him was, you know, like he was always there for the new guys. And, yeah. you know, I mean, he, I would say of, of all the former great Steelers throughout time, um, there has been no better representative of the organization than Franco Harris. Right. Joe Green might be a, a very close second, but he likes kicking guys in the nuts in the seventies too. So. Well, yeah, but either that way. does represent the Steelers back then. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you know that that sucked, and what sucked even more was the timing of it. Mm-hmm. You know, literally uh, four days before the anniversary, fiftieth anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, and subsequent game against the Raiders. Um, which which turned out to be a great game, and and we'll get to all that uh, here in a little bit. Jersey but, was retired. Yeah, yeah. You... Jersey was going to be retired. Jersey number was going to be retired, becoming only the third in, in in Steeler history. I mean, they have a lot of numbers that are unofficially retired that they just don't give out. Um, Twelve, thirty six, forty three, forty seven, fifty eight. Yeah, fifty eight. Uh, they did start doing Jack Hams fifty nine. Um, but yeah, they I mean, are running was, out of numbers to be yeah, fair. Well, and that's what kind of screwed like Lynn Swan and, and John Stallworth because receivers up until recently 
were you're an 80s number. Yeah. They're like, we can't, you know, yeah, we had two of the greatest receivers of that era, but we, you know, we literally can't just completely shut them off. Now, you know, being how receivers can have anything from one to, what is it, one to 19 and then. Yeah, and then the 80s numbers. In yeah. the 80s numbers. That's still not a, a huge range, but in any event, uh, it was a big deal that Franco was getting his number retired. And for... Is that why the Cowboys, whenever they get a stud receiver, they have him wear 88? I'm not sure why that is. You know, yeah. Joe Pearson and then 89, they'd get Michael Irwin. He was 47 in college, which ugly number for a wideout. And then he wears 88. Michael Irwin was? Yeah. Was 47? I believe I so. I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know. I've never, huh? I've never cared to look it up. But that isn't. In, that's interesting though. Um, wasn't Dez eighty eight also? Dez was eighty eight. Yeah. Ceedee Lamb's eighty eight. Yeah, maybe they do the reverse. Like you know, they honor their best receiver with eighty eight. Yeah. Michigan was doing that for a while. They did uh, something called Legends numbers, where instead of the numbers being retired each year, they would reward a player with a Legends numbers. Which is why Devin Gardner, his senior year, wore number ninety-eight. Yeah, as a quarterback for Tom Harmon. Yep. Well, doesn't Ohio State do that with zero? I, I, I believe Ohio State rewards. I don't necessarily know if it's like a star player or whatever, but somebody every year gets the these just the single zero mm-hmm. number, and I. I remember there was one player, might have even been last year, that was like a a big deal fifth year senior that like tore his ACL three or four times, and they finally got him and touched him. Might have even been this year. I remember that this year. There I was think, a game where, yeah, yeah, like a, a special player that you know means something in the program. I think they allow them to wear the single zero number, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway. in any event, yeah, that sucked. Um, but we will uh, we'll dive a little bit more into that game as well as the rest of the NFL that has happened. But uh, and we'll talk college football, whether you like it or not. No, no, we have to. And then uh, so yeah. So anyway, last night we like I said we we pretty much have to kind of kick this off. Not going to harp on it because it's literally been on everywhere ad nauseum all day long, um, and rightfully so. But yeah. Uh, Damar Hamlin, uh, kid out of Pitt, college teammate of Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Um, routine tackle, as far as anyone could tell. Uh, T. Higgins kind of lowered his, his head and shoulder into him, not in a malicious way at all. It's just, it's football. It was a, you know, happens 50 times a game football play. Dude, you know, gets hit, immediately bounces back up, and then his legs wobble for about a half a second. And then he just like looked like the nest he plunged, just fell backwards. And I was trying to figure out what the hell happened. And even after they showed the replay, I was like, where I don't, you know, I don't get where the injury occurred there. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, is this like a fake out thing? And then all of a sudden you see the crowd get around him. Like I still didn't know until about 10 minutes later when, um, who's the uh, Joe Buck uh, basically told us that they were performing CPR. And then it's like, did we just watch a guy die on an NFL football field on Monday night football? Yeah. I, I wasn't watching it. I, I watched the cotton bowl. Then I watched the Rose bowl and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play some Xbox. 
And then right as I was going to turn it on, like I switched inputs on my TV, I get the alert. Bengals, Bills, game suspended after a player collapses and has CPR performed on him. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely changing the channel now. And I, I went back and I watched the – it was on YouTube very quickly, as you can imagine. Yeah. And, I saw the same footage, and that was my reaction. I mean, granted, I had the knowledge of CPR and everything, but you watch it, it's like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Like, I, don't... I mean, total fluke thing. Um, like I said, that that exact type of hit happens probably 50 times a game. Yeah. You know, it's just a, it's one of those things where it just, I don't know, perfect storm, and basically it just sent him into immediate cardiac arrest. And for all intents and purposes, he died on the field yeah. momentarily until they were able to restore his heartbeat. Could not restore his breathing, um, which I, again, pure speculation here, just from my very little knowledge of, of medical shit from mostly TV shows and stuff. <laughs> I would imagine that the EMTs innovated him, you know, put the balloon on him to sure. keep oxygen going to his brain. Then they got him in the ambulance, took him to the hospital, and... As of right now, as far as I know, the only update we have is that he is in a medically induced coma. And uh, most, I don't think he can yet breathe on his own. At least maybe maybe they haven't tried because he's in a coma. But uh, most of his other vitals have kind of stabilized. Again, no idea what that means. Um, but it obviously shook the entire sports world, let alone the NFL world. Yeah. Never seen anything like that happen. And not only that, but to happen in such a critical moment in the season, yeah. in a critical game that means so much. Like this isn't, you know, this isn't a the Bears playing the Texans to where they can be like, look, you know, cool, game's canceled. You guys don't matter. You know, this are you, is. Are you about to go skip Bayless? On no, I'm, I'm just okay. like it's obviously they have to somehow figure a way to solve that conundrum. I don't know how they do it. I don't know if they push everything back. I don't know that you can. You'd have to push the Super Bowl back. You'd have to push the there's there is, I believe, at least there was. I I'm not going to say this with 100% certainty. They have a contingency plan for stuff like this that I think they built in with COVID. And and they just kind of kept it going since COVID was mm. it's only a week, I believe is their window. Like they put bump everything back a week. I guess it would make sense because co you know, I think it's over, but COVID could come back, raging storm, and then yeah. push it back. Okay. Like I, I heard people speculating about that is like you know obviously the NFL has already announced that week eighteen the show goes on. Mm -hmm. And sensitive or not, it, the bottom line is it's you know it's still a business. It's still you know. What do you? What do you think of what Skip Bayless said? I'm sure you saw the tweet. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, but, you know, they're going to have to finish that game. No, they don't. Well, what do they, Win mean? percentage. Win percentage. That's what you do. You just, mm. that game just didn't happen. It was like back in the day where some schools would, in college, would play. skip that in a tiebreaker scenario? Yeah. Because that's. That's the simple solution. That's. Why the fuck would you have them scramble to, okay, uh, we got to get you back to Cincinnati. Let's finish this game real quick. Okay, so you're you're talking in terms of Cincinnati-Buffalo and their battle for the seeding, right? 
Is yeah, that, that game is what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, correct. Okay, so uh, what do you do now? You still say win percentage when it comes to the... Across the board. The division? Yeah, Because that, that's... If if Cincinnati would have lost that game, mm-hmm. then that would make the Cincinnati Baltimore game for the division. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, sure. and now, so yeah, they. It's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. Also, going to be interesting to see whether or not Buffalo plays this week. Yeah. You know, because, and there has been speculation. Again, ad nauseum for almost 24 hours now as far as who made the decision, what, you know, who is the one that said five-minute break and then resume play. Um, Troy Vincent, who is basically uh, Fidel's right-hand man, uh, was like, that didn't come from the league. Uh, No, he's the president of the PA. No, he works for the league, I believe. Troy Vincent. I don't think so, dude. I'm pretty sure he's the president of the union. Okay, well, either way, he was the one who was like, "We didn't say that." Yeah. Somebody told somebody there at that field, "Take a five minute break, and then we're going to resume play." Whereas the players, primarily, like I would imagine, Buffalo started it, and then Cincinnati got on board. They were just ba- basically said, "No, we're, we're we're not fucking playing." From what I heard, Zach Taylor did that when he got uh, from. Just what I heard, a ref told him that, and he immediately walked across the sideline and told Sean, like, I'm sending my guys in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, you got you can do the same, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, I was watching when they were in basically in the locker rooms or right outside the locker rooms when, like, Zach Taylor and um, Sean McDermott were basically handing a cell phone back and forth talking to somebody Possibly Goodell or, or one of his top. By the way, you're right. He does work for the league. I thought so. My bad. I thought he was with the. the yeah, I thought he. I think he worked with the union at some point, maybe as a player rep or something. But I was under the impression because Troy Vincent's the one, one of the ones that like handles uh, discipline. Oh, okay. You know, you always hear that. You know, Troy Vincent made the decision. Blah blah blah, and then the ultimate appeal goes to Roger Goodell anyway. or whatever. Sorry. Yeah, regardless. Uh, I was watching as they were passing the cell phone back and forth, and you you could almost read in the body language that they were like, we're not fucking playing. Yeah. And at that point, Stefan Diggs was already like in a towel. He, he took a shower, he jumped in an Uber, and went right to the hospital. No. Had to have a reporter vouch for him with a police officer, which, granted, not everybody watches football, but still, that's, that's kind of wild. And and they're doing their job. I get it. Like, you know, could have been anybody who's like, oh, I'm on the team. And but so, yeah, one of the ESPN reporters is like, yeah, this is like one of the leading receivers in the league, let alone for the Bills. Let him in. Um, but, yeah, it's again, it, it's going to be an interesting few days um, to see what they decide to do, how they're going to handle it, what, if and when they are going to resume the game at all. Again, more importantly, they, that he doesn't die. Yeah, that, you know. Yeah, and, and again, that's probably the main thing that they're waiting on before they make an ultimate decision. Now, um, we'll get. Uh, I'll continue that. Same. Back to your original question, the, the Skip Bayless thing. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. I get it. I get what he was trying to say, but at some point, especially a guy like Skip Bayless, who is scrutinized to the fucking yeah. core over everything he says. 
sometimes you just got to learn when not to hit the send button on a tweet. Mm -hmm. Like reread it a couple times. Like maybe this sounds a little insensitive. Right. If he left out that middle sentence Mm -hmm. about, you know, this game is so important. If he leaves that out, it's fine. Like, wow, this, you know, you could have said something like, it's absolutely crazy that this has happened. You know, we'll see if they can get it done. But this is a bigger issue right now. If you just said something like that, yeah, no issue. But just the way he said it, that last sentence seems so tacked on. Too, I'll, I'll read the tweet in case you haven't seen. Yeah, um, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly does, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. The which suddenly seems so irrelevant. That feels like the edit. Yeah. Because it's I don't, dot, 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 which seems so irrelevant. I don't think it was edited because, and I, again, I'm not 100%, but I think on Twitter it shows you if it's I, been I'm, edited. But I'm talking before you hit send. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he had that oh, written out oh, and yeah, then yeah. went, eh, let me add this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah I That'll agree. cover me. Could yeah. 100% have happened yeah. that way. Um, And the report is that he didn't even see all the scrutiny he was getting everybody immediately jumped on like you could go and and read his mentions and like every athlete with a twitter basically got on there to call him a piece of shit and he claimed on his show today that he did not see any of that that one of his fox bosses called him and was like, you're you're getting fucking flamed on Twitter. And then he subsequently released another tweet to somewhat clear the air. But at that point, the damage was done. But again, to what you're saying, I get what he was trying to say. Yeah. But I also 100% agree with the scrutiny that he got because it's just a dumb fucking tweet to send at that particular moment. Show a little bit more uh, sympathy and, and understanding that literally... People watched their friend, their family, their, you know, teammate, teammate, yeah. their, you know, colleague, because they're in the same, die mm-hmm. for a few minutes on that football field. Like, just, like I said, think before you hit send. Yeah. I, I, I've been, as we've been talking about this, I've been sort of looking at the tweet and kind of editing in my own head. How, how do you say the same thing, but not as shitty? Maybe lead off with the "Oh my God, I hope everything's okay." You know the outcome yeah, seems irrelevant. I wonder how this yeah. is going to affect. Yeah, yeah, you got to leave that out, though. I mean, any mention of that, people are going to be like, "I don't know how you can even think of this at the right. time." Like, yeah, so yeah, you just like I said, you don't say anything about that aspect of it, yeah. and you just talk about the man and, and what's important. Um, did you? So, did you watch Ryan Clark? I did see the post. Yeah, that was powerful. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, it, to have and, – and the fact – and he even mentioned it on there. I don't know how much of it you watched, but he was like, you know, because he's not always on mm-hmm. at that time. Or, or if he is, like, he said something about, you know, it's almost like I was chosen that to be here when this happened because of what I had gone through. For those of you who don't know, Ryan Clark nearly died after playing a game in Denver because he had the sickle cell trait. And the altitude almost like made his spleen rupture, and and he still wanted to play in Denver. Yeah, the following I believe it was the following season. It was the Tebow game. Yeah, because he didn't play because that was 
Ryan Clark zone that. No, actually, it was a regular season game. If you watched the episode of The Pivot when they had Mike Tomlin on, it was a regular oh, season okay. game. Never mind. That might have been the game that caused that, that maybe he, if I'm not mistaken, then they had to play Denver the next year. Okay. But it was a regular season game because Tyrone Carter ended up playing and had two picks. And mm. I, I don't think – I could be wrong. I'm just – I could have swore that they said it was a regular season okay. game. Either way, it's irrelevant. But to listen to him talk about it and basically what it boiled down to is like we're not talking about a football player. We're talking about a human being. And that's mm. that's where it, it should start and stop. And I also – and again, I'm going to try and do this without – sounding like an insensitive prick but i also saw a lot of tweets where people were saying well they need to rethink the game and blah 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 no it's a fluke an absolute fluke that if you did your homework would find that happens a lot more often than you think the only difference is it doesn't happen on monday night football on live television it happens in practices it happens in colleges it happens in high schools Every year you can go and find where players collapsed from from heart failure or cardiac arrest mm-hmm. or whatever. For whatever reason, it is just one of those things. And, I, I mean, you've seen the play. How do you prevent that without turning yeah. it into two-hand touch football? Right. Like, it's, it's a complete fluke. There is no equipment fix. Like, it's, you know, it wasn't even that hard of a hit in, you know, the grand scheme of things. The NFL used to market, you know, whole videotapes of yeah. way harder hits. Remember it was jacked up on yeah. Monday Yeah, night. you got jacked Monday, up, yeah. absolutely. It was just the fluke of all flukes. It's a sad situation. I hope that that he's okay as a person. Um, you know, forget NFL career because, mm-hmm. you know, that's irrelevant right now. But um, for people to just automatically jump on that bandwagon and be like, nah, you know they need to change the game. No, no, they don't. Like, yeah, I mean, at least now we know about CTE and we know everything. So it's like you, it is your decision. So that's, you know, the same situations have happened in baseball. Mm-hmm. You take a baseball to the chest. Uh, it's happened in hockey. Mm-hmm. But again, this happened on Monday Night Football on probably the biggest Monday Night Football of the year. Yeah, you know, and and. ESPN literally had a whole day of of solid football games, so like all eyes were on that. Plus the magnitude of that particular game, right? Um, just absolutely crazy. And like I said, I just hope that the kid, you know, is is okay. Yeah. Um, whether or not he ever plays again should be irrelevant right now. Uh, just a sad situation, and it's going to be very interesting to see what the NFL decides to do going forward depending on obviously the outcome of what happens and how does this affect buffalo you know is this a is this going to be a rallying cry for them like you know do it for demar type thing or is it going to be the opposite yeah of i don't know that i want to play this game exactly like you know somebody like t higgins like what kind of ptsd is he going to have right next time he catches a ball and he's you know running towards like you know, what is is he going to be thinking? I I more or less killed a man, or almost killed a man. You know, it's yeah. it's going to be shaky, man. Absolutely, but thoughts out and get well soon, Demar. Um, like I said, that's affected a lot of people, and 
I, I love the fact that this is a guy that uh, had a toy drive basically on GoFundMe. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. That prior to the game had just over $10,000. The last time I saw a report on it a few hours ago, over $3 million. I saw four. Okay, then yeah. like I said, it, it might have even been earlier, and it might have been around lunchtime or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, like the outpouring of support has been awesome. Um, from from all over the the world, the sports world, uh, Andy Dalton made sure he got in there as well after what happened with Bills Mafia. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, same teams, Bills. Yeah. And... Oh, that's right. He was with the the Bengals when that happened. Yeah, because I've seen a, apparently a lot of Bengals fans donating too. So yeah. So yeah, that's one plus for sure. So, like I said, get well soon tomorrow. We hope nothing for the best. But um, our show has to move on. We still have a lot to talk about. And I guess we'll... Uh, do you want to start with, with your pain? Or... It was a great week of college football. was. Weekend. Um, I didn't really watch many bowl games at all. Watched a little bit of the Rose Bowl until I knew that the NFL game was about to start. Um, just a quick mention on that. How... F- ironic or funny or twisted is it that the the one guy for Penn State sets a all-time Rose Bowl record with an 87-yard touchdown run and then literally less than 10 game minutes later his teammate breaks it by <laughs> 1 yard that's funny i didn't even know that yeah wow. yeah there was i believe it was a run play the first one 87-yard run for a touchdown mm. this was right when Penn State blew it. i believe it was 14-14 or maybe 21-14 but I think it was tied, if I'm being honest. I think it was tied 14-14. Penn State breaks the 87-yarder, 21-14. They get the ball back the next quarter, like I said, approximately 10 minutes of actual game action. And then they get the ball back on the 12-yard line, and they throw an 88-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> and at that point, it was the route was on. Yeah. You know, so hats off Penn State. They showed out. Um, Utah also lost – Cam rising too. That's a huge factor. Okay. Um, I looked and saw the score of the USC Tulane game and thought, okay, this is about to get real ugly and didn't even give it a second thought until I saw tone Diggs from the show mm-hmm. from Pat McAfee posted his parlay and he had Tulane money line. Mm-hmm. And it, I saw that it hit. I'm like, what, what the fuck happened? So then I go to the box score. And, Holy shit! They came back and yeah. won forty-six to forty-five. Um, so yeah, that was crazy. But let's talk Friday night, Saturday night. Sorry, Saturday night. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Obviously, we're starting with Michigan. Yeah, I, I felt so good. First play from scrimmage, Donovan Edwards takes it what like 60, 70 yards. It was a big one. I'm like, oh yeah. Here we go, baby. They can't stop the run. That three three five stack. Fuck you. We're gonna fucking run for four hundred yards and Okay, we got down to the goal line. Oh, fourth down, going for it. What are we gonna bust out? Uh Philly special? Let me stop you right there. What? That was a fucking touchdown. Was that that drive? No, it was the next drive. Next drive. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So yeah, they try a Philly special. What? <laughs> yeah. You have back-to-back offensive line of the year. 
QB sneak it four fucking times, and you're good. I don't I don't understand that that play call was horrific. I kind of like the idea of going for it though. I didn't really have an issue with that. They're on the one, right? One or two, one? something like that. They're yeah. very very close. And then TCU gets the ball, touchdown. I'm like, all right, seven nothing. Mm-mm. Pick six. TCU scored first on a pick six. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 41 yards. I haven't watched the highlights of this, so it's a little fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine, but but yeah, the that was a fucking touchdown. Where it was, I think it was Cornelius Johnson. That I, I don't understand how it's not a touchdown. Yeah, I believe they got that stop. Then they petered out. Mm-hmm. Then Michigan threw a pick six. That's right. And then the next drive, they were about to answer with that that bomb touchdown to Wilson? I, I thought it was John. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Wilson. Wilson. And that was a touchdown. I don't care what anybody says. It was a fucking touchdown. Everybody on Twitter and the internets and the sports show said it was a touchdown. The refs were like, nah, it's not. And, yeah, fumbled trying to dive into the end zone. It was like a bobbled snap. I'm not, not, not really snap. Bad exchange. Bad exchange, yeah. yeah. I don't understand why they called it a touchdown on the field and then they reviewed it. So you need definitive evidence. What definitive fucking evidence did you see that that was not a touchdown? But anyway, I'm thinking, okay, it's fine. Four downs at the one-yard line. You run a fullback dive for to your running back who was only a running back who is – Sorry, was a linebacker until Blake Corum got hurt. Why? Yeah. Why would you do? There, there's too many moving parts in that. Yeah. It would just fucking sneak it four fucking times. You can the bush push is legal. Mm-hmm. Do it. That's what Philly does on every fourth and short. They just push Jalen Hurts across the first down marker. It works every fucking time. Do you think they can stop it four fucking Najee times? Najee Harris picked up Kenny Pickett and put him in the right hole to get the first down yeah. on the on the game. Yeah, which is actually illegal, but anyway. Um, but, yeah, what the fuck? Um, I'm not going to go through everything. I'll give you the overall thoughts. That touchdown, that should have been a touchdown, that wasn't a touchdown. I'm not as furious about that because, again, you have the ball at the one fucking yard line. Don't fumble. Don't throw two pick sixes and get a fucking stop on defense every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, for as good as they were all year long defensively, very disappointing as they were still fighting to get back in that game. Yeah. And, uh, they would score and then they would just absolutely get gashed. Yeah. Like uh, the, that the one long touchdown route. plays that TCU pulled off. Uh, like I said, they had the two pick sixes. I guess they didn't really. When was the big one? I think it was the twenty. No, one yard. No, the seventy-six yard road. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a backbreaker. Yeah, like Michigan been fighting all game long. They get it to forty-one thirty-eight, mm-hmm. and it was at that point that you sent that text because. Of the, my heart can't take it. I oh think. yeah, I didn't know they scored that when I because I had took uh, Nicole uptown so that she could gamble, and it was forty one thirty, and 
I walked out the door, it's 4130, and then I, you sent me the text or whatever because we were kind of chit-chatting back and forth, and he's like, my heart can't take it anymore. I'm like, eh, well, you know, shit happens. And then I walk in the door, and it's 4138. I'm like, oh, that's why he sent that. Like, yeah. they, they got this. They're, you know, momentum. And then literally, like, what? Well, a minute later, TCU busts off a 76-yard pass Yeah. Uh, to go back to 10, and at that point, I was like, yeah, they're probably done. Did have a chance. Yeah. They just they they couldn't get stopped there when they absolutely had to. Um Did you see the clip of Jack Harbaugh, Jim's dad, when TCU had the ball on that last drive, literally doing the Peyton Manning timeout. Timeout. Let me get a timeout here. Timeout. No, timeout. I didn't. You he you literally it cuts to his dad and he's standing up doing this, signaling for a timeout, and he's just letting the fucking clock run. I'm like, what are, Call timeout, and it ended up not being the worst thing in the world because I think they converted a first down on one set of downs, and then they used their next three. But yeah, very for, frustrating for everything that went wrong. Though I mean, what again? What it boils down to is Michigan's defense just absolutely laid an egg. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. For you know, just sucked. What was the line on that? Do you remember? Uh, I believe Michigan was seven and a half. Okay. But, uh, I mean, hats off TCU. Then boys. Oh, came for to play. sure. For uh, sure. Yeah. I'm happy for them for sure. Um, I don't know how much of a chance they have against Georgia. Probably none rooting for hard for them though. For sure. Um, I guess we'll talk about the Ohio state Georgia thing before I circle back to more Michigan stuff. But, um, yeah, we so, do have a little more Michigan stuff. Uh huh. So, I was at my brother's, game wraps up, I'm walking out the door, he goes, hey, you gonna go to Rot? No. Did you end up going? No. Oh. Now I feel bad, but, because Hunter didn't go either. But, uh, so yeah, I get home, I'm not watching, don't have the game on, I'm playing video games to mask my sorrow. Which game? The Georgia game? Yeah, the Georgia game. Okay. And I'm like, all right, hopefully fucking Georgia takes care of business and every once in a while I keep checking the score and I'm like oh okay Ohio State's got the lead oh shit Ohio State still has the lead what the fuck's happening yeah no easy 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 take this yeah and then as I turn it on Bennett in the corner to take the lead I'm like oh thank god oh uh, but I'm like oh shit Ohio State still has time, and they got a great drive going. And it was like a what a fifty something yarder field goal, fifty seven almost. Fifty, yeah. was it fifty? Yeah, okay. I believe it was fifty on the nose. And he fucking shanked it horribly, and I was very excited because the amount of shit it wouldn't have. Yeah, been, yeah, I. Yeah, it, that, they, that was my thought too. It was like, man, like this is gonna take the the whole Ohio State Michigan rivalry to a whole new level. And I was plus. I mean, I hate Ohio State, and I just didn't want old just for men, beard dying, Coach Day to to do it. Uh, what it looked like they were about to do. Yeah. So, congrats to Georgia. Again. Two great games. As, yeah. as somebody that's not diehard on any of the four teams, like two great games to watch. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it people... still it was still a great game. Yeah, the Michigan TCU game was still great. I hated the result but yeah i noticed th that this occurred 
literally within a minute of it happening, minute or two of it happening, um, and then actually went and looked it up and found out exactly how close it was. But the irony mm-hmm. of of when the kick occurred, the referee basically does the no good sim- sign signal at midnight. Yeah. Exactly. He kicked the ball. The, the ball was snapped with five seconds left of the, the big you know ball drop countdown. And like I said, when the ref first does the no good symbol, was literally midnight exactly. Yeah. And if you watch, have you watched the video? Mm-hmm. The side-by-side video somebody put together of the New York ball drop I think it was from the Dick Clark special or whatever. And that game, like when he kicks the ball, you see the, the, the big ball dropping down and like fireworks. And it was almost like it was playing like they were Georgia fans or Ohio state haters, because it was just almost perfectly synchronized. The celebration in New York versus the celebration slash heartbreaking moment. If you're an Ohio state fan, I couldn't, I couldn't have, couldn't have taken that like when i went into boss went into work today my well i guess now boss since he told sold the company said well dylan were you suicidal last saturday night and i'm like yeah pretty much uh, i was state losing is the only thing that kind of kept me from slicing my wrist so yeah that was that was nice um again like i said i don't think tcu has much of a chance against georgia but again i didn't think tcu had much of a chance against michigan yeah so. uh, what, what's what's the line 13 I'm not twelve or thirteen. I don't know. I, I, I'm not mistaken. It's, I it's something it. along those lines. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I didn't mean to do that. Um. And also, great story for TCU too. First year head coach, a quarterback that did not start the season as the starter, and they go on this magical run. So. Uh, wasn't he a Heisman finalist? Yes, yeah. he, he got second yeah. in Heisman voting. Yeah. Twelve and a half is the spread. Okay, so like I said, very very happy for TCU. Wish them the best of luck. Don't think that they have much of a chance. But yeah, I don't either. Uh, I'd I'd like to see it just for the simple fact that you know, huge underdogs and they were kind of an afterthought of the four teams that oh, were in sure. the playoff, and, and now here they are. Uh, their coach first year at TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, he was a Mike Leach prodigy too, so mm-hmm. you can do that as well. Um, Their team beat Illinois in the ReliaQuest Bowl. Yeah, did see that. Um, so circle back to Michigan. Yes. God. Should I stay or should I go now? I, I've been debating this because I, I really didn't believe it, but Bruce Feldman's rep- reporting that if he gets an offer, he's going to go. Bruce Feldman's the Adam Schefter of college football, or Ian Rapoport. Like if if he said like his info's good is what I'm saying. And there's there's also there's been a report that he has already spoke to Carolina. Heard that, and uh, there's also a report that the Broncos are going to offer him twenty million a year. Oh, you gone. Why would you? I, obviously, twenty million. I guess that's my yeah. answer. But you're already a millionaire, right? Do, I gotta imagine legacy means something to him. Do you really think you can fix Denver? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I that is an epic shit show. I mean, granted, 
the Niners were a pretty big shit show before he showed up there too. But yeah. they had they, draft picks. They did rally around Russ this week though, to their credit, and, and gave KC more of a game than anybody thought they were going to. Yeah. So hard hard to say. Like you got Shannon Sharp's report out there that everybody fucking hates him and resents him, and then. Not long after that, many many Denver players came out on socials and was like, "No, we, you know, we're behind him." And mm. but you gotta wonder is like, has is has he fallen off the cliff or is he is he like stumbling Who are we towards about? the cliff? Russ, okay, because he's played like dog yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, it did play well, like I said, against KC. And how long is is that gonna last? Where they they rally around him before they eventually like. You know, yeah. if Russ doesn't step his game up as well, they're just going to turn on him. Right. Um, so there's that. It's what happens when you get paid $230 million. <laughs> and you're not Patrick Mahomes. Um, mm-hmm. And Carolina isn't a – sounds more attractive. I mean, you're going to get a top – well, actually, no. S- Steve Wilkes is doing a pretty good job of fucking up that draft pick, so that's yeah. not going to be like a top three pick. No. Top, what, 12, 13? Maybe, something like that. Yeah. Well, shit, they were still in line to win the division. Yeah. But, well, it is the NFC South. But yeah. Still. Um, I just, one more year is what I want. You got one more year. You got one more year guaranteed to JJ. You can try and convince Ed, uh, Blake Corm to come back for one more year. You got Edwards. Loveland is a true freshman, so he's he looks like he's going to be a dog. I don't think Corum's going to come back. In my heart of hearts, I don't think he will either. But I mean, he he got that injury, and in the back of his mind, he's got to be thinking, "Man, I you know, I can't risk a more serious injury next season to completely blow my like." I literally just was one of the leaders in college football just got a bad injury that like if this would have happened in the beginning of the season, he'd have been back by now. Yeah. Whereas next season, if something happens where he blows an ACL out, you know, his, his draft, let's maybe not put that fall. in the universe. Let's not do that. <laughs> just saying you have to be that. Specific. I don't think he's going to come back. anyway. Still um, got a good stable though. I mean, I believe Edwards would more than Edwards would be is back. back. Um, yeah, so although he didn't do dick in the game, what about uh, the receiver? Um, Ron, Ronnie, Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell. I believe he's a senior. Okay, so he'll be gone. Um, Harbaugh is going to take a long look at that kind of stuff, like who he's got coming in, and does he want to? I mean, this the whole one of the biggest issues with Harbaugh at Michigan is he didn't really have a, a stud QB. And granted, he threw two pick sixes, but J.J. impressed me a lot in that game. He really yeah, did. I mean, I mean it's... he stepped up towards the end of the year and, and made plays that he wasn't making to, in, in the middle of the year, especially yeah. after Blake Corum left. Like, that, uh, not this past game, the game before, he basically... Purdue? Like, yeah. No. Basically carried them to that that win, and then Edwards kind of blew up there. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, he 
was kind of on the struggle bus for most of the season. Like he obviously they won because they had a hell of a running game and a great defense, but it wasn't, you know, JJ was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Wasn't blowing any games open. Obviously he had some good passes here and there, but we talked about it many times. Like he did not look like a guy that could be that guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? If if it came down to it until you know, the last couple of games it looked like he something the light switch finally you know the light came on it kind of needed to though yeah because of the teams they were playing and yeah so and next year it's really got to come on you know quorum's gone granted edwards could get better and maybe they bring in a stud but you know i'm okay with looking at edwards last week as kind of an aberration of bad scheming that i still had a solid game Edwards went well, went for over a hundred. Yeah, if you take but out, take away the big one, right? Yeah. I yeah. think even with that rush, it was like three yards a carry. So ugh, mm. pretty not great. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I've heard Joel Klatt kind of criticize, like I said, the play calling and scheming there. But anyway, yeah. um, and what's coming back on the offensive line? Like, um, because obviously well, I know the center center's gone. He's going to be a first rounder probably. He's the Outland Award winner. Um. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at it. I'm sure there's a couple guys missing that'll be gone, but I, I still think their O-line will be pretty damn good. Shout out to Moody, too, for drilling that yeah. 59-yarder. Holy shit. Yeah, that was wild. Um, so, <sighs> I mean, if you're Harbaugh, you can sit out one more year and then pick your job. Well, I guess he... He kind of has that option this year, too. But I, I don't know. I just – I guess the thing I've been struggling with, too, is if, let's say, Harbaugh leaves, how would I view his tenure as a head coach? Was it a success or not? I would say no. It was a disappointment. In Yeah. If looking at the whole picture, I would say yeah. How that's, high that's, expectations yeah. were coming in because I thought he's the savior. We're going to be competing with Urban Meyer every year. We got a new 10-year war, and that didn't fucking happen at all. He went over against Urban, and now it seems like he's kind of got the recipe to beat Urban. Well, not Urban, <laughs> Ohio State, and now he's wanting to leave. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, what's like, what's that going to do as, as a Michigan fan? What's that going to do in your eyes to him and his legacy if he, you know, has a couple of years of success finally, and here comes the NFL again with a bag, and he's like, deuces. I mean, it's fucking tough because, I mean, he's also one of the greatest players in school history, so I imagine it's kind of have to be, again, not nearly as bad as this, but Scott Frost where you almost split it, like Scott Frost the player, mm. Scott Frost the coach, and then Harbaugh the player, and – Harbaugh, who yeah, yeah but you weren't even a fan when Harbaugh was a player. I'm, I'm so. talking overall, dude. Yeah, I gotcha, gotcha. But Harbaugh, the coach, again, like we said two years ago, I was sitting here wanting him fired. Yeah, and now he figures it out, and now he wants to fucking leave. Less than two years ago, literally the beginning of the season. Well, I was talking about the end of the COVID year. Yeah. So yeah, um, and then you. What sucks about it happening now, too, is who the fuck are you going to hire? Like, all the candidates are gone. Yeah, like, this late. You, I mean, I, I'm part of me is tempted. Do you elevate Jesse Minter for a year or two? And then, 
about we bring prime time to Ann Arbor? How about that? I don't think he's going anywhere other than Florida State after Colorado. I think I don't think Ann Arbor culturally would be okay with probably that. Probably not. They didn't like Rich Rodriguez. Yeah. They wouldn't like Prime, which is stupid, but whatever. Yeah. I I think Dion within two to three years will be the head coach at Florida State. Surprise me. Would be my guess. So. I think that's his ultimate goal. And I don't maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see him taking another job until Florida State Florida, Florida State calls because then you become the, you know, hired hired gun. But as literally the thought was going through my head, I'm like, that's pretty much sums up his entire career. Yeah. You know? Even so, when he was in the NFL. That's he, what I'm saying. Like, in the 90s, he was a mercenary. You yeah. bring him in for a year, win a title. And, well, he was in Dallas for a while, but the Niners specifically. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's it's nuts that this is Tuesday. Saturday at noon, I'm having thoughts of, this is amazing. I'm appreciating this. My team is in the college football playoff against an opponent they can beat, is very that they're probably going to beat. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Georgia's not quite as good as they were next year. They might do it. They might win a fucking national title to, oh, my God, we lost in an upset. Oh, my God, our coach is probably gone. Like, it's weird. It's almost like two years ago repeating itself of, like, I don't know what to fucking do. Like, what? Yeah. Bad weekend. So Harbaugh, Harbaugh takes an NFL job, mm-hmm. wherever it may be, Carolina, Denver, whatever. Do you, do you wish hateful shit on his his team, or you like? I wish hateful shit on his team. Fair enough. I hope they win a fucking game. <laughs> no. Uh, you, you know who else could be in play for that? For what? For Harbaugh. Who? The Colts. Oh, okay. I could see that. In fact. If I were like right now, gun to my head, if I had to put down, you know, a thousand dollars on what NFL team was he going to be coach of, that's my answer: is no. the Colts. Because Jeff Saturday, I don't think is it. Well, no, at least clearly. not yet. You know, maybe he will be a good coach, but I don't know. I don't see how Jim Irsay could justify hiring him after going one and yeah, no, five, whatever. No. Um, He's yeah, Saturday there's no way. And blowing the biggest lead in league history. Yeah. So no. Yeah, I think he's gonna have to catch on somewhere as like a line coach or something like that and, and maybe pay his dues before he gets another shot like that. Cause, right. so. so that's college football. Yeah, yes it is. All right. Well, we will now uh move into the NFL. And uh before we talk about this week, just wanna well, I'll just lump it in. Uh, we'll kick it off with with our game and then talk about the rest of it. Uh, Pittsburgh goes into Baltimore in a must-win to stay alive, and shout-out to all the teams that did what they had to do <laughs> to keep us alive, uh, New England and the Jets. Um, so we go into a must-win game in Baltimore where we traditionally don't do all that well. Usually we split the home games or whatever, but uh, – I mean, I called it at the beginning of the year. I figured that it was a split. Kenny Pickett, I mean, when the chips were down, like, 
back to back weeks now. I've gone back and forth on on this whole Kenny Pickett thing, but it's starting to look like maybe he is a guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I still reserve judgment for when he has a uh, a not Saturday ish. Shout out Steve Smith Jr., uh, offensive coordinator, and I don't care what they do next week. I don't care if they score 75 points. Matt Canada's got to go. You heard that report, right? That the players believe he's already gone. I I hope so, yeah. Did you come in your pants when you read that report? Uh, just yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was leaking. Yeah. He's got to, man. Yeah. Uh, there's no excuse. We can't really blame the offensive line anymore. No, they've been They've been pretty decent. Yeah. Dan Moore I think it's probably over for him. I he just seems like a stopgap at this point. Let me check his PFF ranking real quick. Was he I, the one we talked yes, about a few weeks ago? Yeah, that I cannot believe that he was rated so high because when Kenny Pickett gets killed, it's usually from Dan Moore's side. Um, but it, on, regardless of that, you can't really blame them. They are doing a better job. Najee Harris, uh, I think, has become more of a downhill guy as opposed to wait for the hole to open cut type thing, and it has shown over the course of the last couple of weeks, big time this week against Baltimore when he went for a buck eleven. Um, you can tell that he's just running a little angrier now and hitting the hole. Um, I mean, he picked basically picked up Kenny Pickett and moved him to the hole to solidify, or not solidify, but to gain a first down on a big QB sneak late in that game. He's sixth in sacks allowed. Is in like no, the I'm top? sorry. No, 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 sorry. Not six. That's the amount he has allowed. He's yeah. tied for 14th. Okay. He's allowed six? That's it? He's allowed six. That just doesn't seem. It seems like it's been more like 26. But either way, I my eye test says that that's our, our most glaring weakness, if I'm being honest. Anyway, go ahead. Either way, they, they've been vastly improved. Um, George Pickens, what a catch. I mean, that man, it, you can't say anything about his effort because mm-hmm. he will lay out, and it's um, if it touches both hands, I don't think, I mean, it's going anywhere from there. He just snatches the ball out of the air and twists and contorts his body whichever way he has to to make the catch. Um, but for them to drive down that field methodically – and eat up the clock that they did. Just it was a thing of beauty to yeah. watch that, you know, especially in their house. And you could just tell that they were playing angry. And fuck that NFL official that called that penalty on Cameron Hayward. That game shouldn't have been that close because that was, you know, did you, did you see this? Yeah. I mean, the guy rips his jersey down and pulls him on top. Like, how do you, I don't know, I guess in full speed, it's hard to say, but. That was, I mean, it caused a fight. Cam Hayward yeah. and Minka Fitzpatrick got into it on the sideline because of that. And Cam Hayward, for the most part, was innocent in the whole deal. Um, but yeah, can't say enough about Kenny Pickett and the growth that we've seen. Like I said, first NFL, first in NFL history, first time that a rookie quarterback led game winning last minute drives in back to back weeks. Nice. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, very. 
Um, I did see a little bit more happy feet with with Kenny mm-hmm. in that game. And uh, again, pure speculation, just from what I've seen with my own eyes, I almost wonder if it wasn't in the back of his mind like the last time I played these guys, I got knocked out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Either way, when the chips were down, he came out slinging, and that passed to Steven Sims over the middle. Yeah. Like, have you seen, like, the man? Did yeah, he, behind the QB view. Yeah. On a fucking rope, right, like, six inches either direction, and that pass isn't completed. Like, he perfectly put it. Same thing with the Naj pass, man. Mm-hmm. He squeezed that thing right into a very Against tight window. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm excited. Like, get this guy an offensive coordinator, and, and I am super excited. And what it boils down to now is we're not dead yet. Eight and eight. Who would have thought when we were sitting at, what, two and seven at one yeah. point? And now we've gone seven and two since. Um, I know I'm homer of all homers and have been rah-rah speculation. And, but here we are. Yeah. All we have to do is win. And then we need some help. We have to have the Patriots. All we need to do is win and then have some help. Well, yeah. yeah. Obviously, job number one is win the game against Cleveland. And then, obviously, we need the Bills, which, again. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows uh, what kind of mental state they're going to be in, whether if they play at all, which I got to think they're going to. But, but they have to beat the Patriots. It's always the Patriots, right? Right. Last Just, 20 years, it's yeah. always the Patriots. And now they're catching Buffalo in an emotional time where they probably don't feel like playing football. Yeah. And then the Jets have to beat the Dolphins. Most of the the year, I would think, we're fucked. But I don't know the status of Tua. Mm-hmm. And Teddy Bridgewater dislocated his pinky on his throwing hand. So you're telling me there's a chance, right? Like it's, it's there. Like th- there's a chance. I'm not, look, I'm not delusional. I, I don't think this team has a snowball's chance in hell, but if you get in, who knows what can happen? Is it better to barely miss out on the playoffs or to barely make it and get crushed in the first round? Like we did last year. I think I'd rather miss. Really? Oh, okay. I'm surprised you hear you say that. Yeah, I, I mean, because then you get just a little bit better draft pick, and not a huge difference. Maybe it puts a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder going into. Yeah, not a huge difference, but but at the same time, man, if things keep clicking the way that they're clicking, and you know, we get a few of these bumps and bruises out of the way, they're on a they're on a roll. They are, mm-hmm. you know, about as red hot as anybody in the league right now. You never know, man. You, you just, you never know. Um, obviously, Buffalo is in a weird state right now. Um, KC against Denver looked Division a little rivals, though. True, but, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. But, again, my expectations are pretty low. Yeah. Um, even if we do sneak in as a seven seed. Is it kind of like I was last year with Michigan making the playoff? Like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Like, to to come from where we were, you know, two and seven, if we could somehow find a way to squeak in, it it is, you know, it is what it is. Just throw all your chips on the table and hope for the best. 
Oh, by the way. But moving forward, go ahead. No, no, good. Oh. I'll, I'll let you finish everything. You well, I was just going to say, moving forward, Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Yeah. None of them are 27 years old yet. Deontay Johnson is the old man at 26. Yeah. Get that fucking team an offensive genius. Yeah. Like, uh, it's not rocket science. You have some of the top young talent in the NFL right now mm-hmm. in a collective group. Like, you're, you're most of your skill set players. Quit fucking around with this Saturday-ish offense and get a guy in there that knows what to do with those players. Patch a couple holes on the offensive line if, if need be. But you don't – it's not like you're going to need to spend a lot of money on your offense. Sure. Fix your offensive line. That's it. Jalen Warren has turned into a man. Yeah. Great undrafted. Him him and Najee are going to be a great one-two punch. I think and, – and Gentry is a stud blocking tight end mm-hmm. and can also catch a few balls here and there. But just looking at the skill positions that we have, man, that's – I was going to say, I mean, you were talking about getting offensive coordinators and you don't want your offense to be Saturday-ish. But I guess this disqualifies this guy, Garrett Riley, Lincoln's little brother. He's the OC at TCU. No. You don't want a college coach at all? No, I want somebody established. He might be great, but I want somebody that has dealt with men, dealt with, you know, professional attitudes. Sure. You know. I'd be I'd be okay with Nathaniel Hackett. I th- I was gonna say that jokingly, but all right. I would be maybe he's not a great leader of men as far as a head coaching position, but he did pretty well in Green Bay and didn't call the plays. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'm changing my mind. Which is fucking. But it- if it's if the system is different, the system in Green Bay worked. Maybe he didn't pick the plays, but if it's his offense. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was more of Aaron's offense. No, Matt LaFleur's offense. Okay. Either way, bring that offense, whatever. Yeah. Bust out an old playbook. Just something that doesn't look like it belongs on the field on fucking Saturday against, you know, a low level Big Ten team. Sure. If that. Yeah. Um, there who's the other one? Uh there was another name that was thrown out that I'd be perfectly fine with. Frank Reich. Give me fucking Frank Reich. Oh fuck yeah! I'll take Frank Reich. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just sitting here thinking, like, okay, who's the head coach that got fired that would be a good OC? Yeah, Frank Reich. Yeah, let him come in, take these young studs, and make a unstoppable offense. Because I think with the right guy calling the plays with a better system, they could be a KC ish offense. Like the the talent is there. Fix the offensive line, one hundred percent. Get you know a couple more guys there. Um, and again, it's not terrible anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's better. So you don't have to do a whole lot, but you've got so much young talent there. Like bring Mike Tomlin needs to bring in a, a Flores type hire, like a big name, make a splash. Like here it is your fucking window that everybody thought was closed. When Ben left, these guys are, are about to fucking pry it back open as young mm-hmm. and talented as they are. So give them the right mind to do it. And defensively, we're pretty young as well, mm. with the exception of Cam Hayward, who is, you know, I'd like to see them 
go all in one time for that man for what he's done for the organization. So there's a chance. So now, right. now what were you going to say before we move on? Glad you mentioned it. So you'd like Tomlin back next year. Let hard to argue. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. I've heard you say it. I've heard your brother say it. It's done. It's over. I'm n I don't I don't have to fucking listen to this shit ever again. I want to get rid of Mike Tomlin. Well then you're fucking a moron. Why the fuck would you do that? His worst year was when they went eight and eight when they had Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph starting, and then this year with a rookie quarterback who missed several games due to fucking his head getting bashed. They're eight and eight and they could be nine and eight. He just needs it's to, over. He needs to stop losing to bad teams though. That's true. But that's it. It's over. I don't want to hear no, it anymore. Given, no, given the the nature of things, like, no, I don't. For one, I'm reserved, resigned to the fact that it's not going to happen anyway. Pittsburgh, like, he would literally have to go, like, 3-14 and 14 for two or three years in a row before they'd even consider it. As they should. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I take the good with the bad, like... I can sit here and argue and and bitch about it all live long day. No, you can't because it's done. I don't no, want to hear can. it anymore. I can. I don't, no. I'm free no. white and over 21. No. So. No. Not in my presence. Can I finish my thought? It's done. No, you cannot because I've been tired of hearing this I can for complain years as years. much as I want, but then you get on the socials and watch the, the TV shows and all that stuff, and literally every everybody out there talks about Mike T, Mike T, Mike, like players want to play for him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I want him there for as long as we're producing, but I need more production. <laughs> like we're spoiled. That That's the, the exact. That's my point. Yeah. That is my point. I'm trying to get that through your head. I'm trying to get it through your brother's. I mean, head. in the grand scheme of things, Bill Cower, he won one Super Bowl. Correct. Yes. And people forget how Mike Tomlin. You, 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 Mike, listen to me. <laughs> you want to win me over? Win one of your own. Not with Gosh. Mike, not with Bill Cowers leftovers. Win one on your own. All right. Build your own franchise quarterback, which you're working on, and then win one. And then I don't care what you do the rest of your career. Give me one more greedy bastard i know right well but yeah like like i said man it's hard to argue with a results as far as wins but he he just needs to clean up those losses against bad teams because they happen every year yeah and and speaking of like we're sitting here happy to be eight and eight but a part of me is just absolutely furious when i look back on our schedule mm-hmm and you look at the games that we should have won, and I'm not going to, you know, excuses are like assholes, but if you look back in that first half of our fucking season, we beat the Bengals out of the gate, and then the Patriots, Browns, Jets, and, well, the next three games, Patriots, Browns, and Jets, Buffalo was the next one, and we deserved to get our ass kicked there like we did. But we should have and could have and was literally one or two plays away from winning those three games correct without a doubt and should have beat the dolphins mm -hmm. 
Philly, not so much. Philly, not so much. Bengals could have, but didn't. And, and the first game against the Ravens, if, if Kenny doesn't go down, Mitch comes in and throws three picks, and Boswell misses how many field goals? Twelve. I mean, like – Felt that way. There's, there's four for sure – five games right there that uh, just a few – less than five plays in those games if they go the other way. There's five more wins. Like we're sitting at eight and eight, but for, for argument's sake, we could be sitting at fucking thirteen and three right now. Well, if my aunt identified as a man, she'd be my uncle. So, say that, if you're gonna say it, say it right. Say it with the comedy that it deserves. If my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. None of yeah. This is the updated. For yeah, fuck that. One. But you agree, like. That's everybody's like, oh, Pittsburgh sucks. They're gonna have you know top five pick. They don't. Hmm. for everything that's gone wrong here we are sitting at eight and eight and we're we have a shot but if you look back like doesn't that piss you off though like those are all games especially those three patriots browns jets should have won those games yeah period fucking end of story should have won those games zach wilson too right not mike white Zach wilson yeah yeah so worst case scenario we should be 11 and 5 right now which where would that put us a in the division lead. Well, at the very least, tied with Cincinnati, mm. and possibly looking at a one or two seed. Like it's just right. mind blowing that yeah. we were that close. To... Well, shit. I mean, you can do this the other way too. I mean, how many close games have the Vikings right. won? It was like ten, ten or eleven of their games were one one score games, something like that. Yeah. TCU, same thing, multiple comebacks. Like, yeah. So. so, all right. Well, moving on to the rest of the league for the rest for that week. Um, obviously not going to go back the previous week, but uh, Titans on Thursday night. Josh Dobbs looked solid. You know what I mean for mm-hmm. a guy that was out there with basically nobody else. Yeah. Um, he looked decent in his first start. So shout out to him. Cowboys basically get a free win handed to him. Uh, JJ Watt announces he is retiring and then goes and loses to the Falcons. Maybe to be fair, because they had their third string quarterback out there as well. Favorite player that doesn't play for my team in the last 10 years. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's definitely up there for sure. I mean, what, what could you not like about the guy? Yeah, unless agree. you were a Titans, Jaguars, Colts fan. Kind of. I mean, it it really kind of shattered my dreams because I was really kind of hoping that next bring ne- him in next year for you know old and <laughs> no, not no, even no. I was trying to do the line. Yeah, he yeah. Gave old and cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that dude. How awesome would that be? Him rotating with Cam Hayward and. Him and his brother out there at the same time. Oh, all for naught. Anyway, the Falcons get the win over the Cardinals. Um, doesn't matter because the Falcons are out. So are the Cardinals. Bears do what Bears do, and that's get blown out by the brand new Lions. 41-10. to 10. And here the Lions are sitting at 8-8 eight and eight now. That's, that's what I want, by the way. We're talking about Harbaugh leaving. If assume, if he does, that's what I want. I want Ben Johnson to be that new head coach. Of uh, Michigan? Yes. Oh, interesting. Well, obviously, if Harbaugh's leaving. No, I want him to become Pittsburgh's offense coordinator. 
Although I wouldn't be mad at that either. Yeah. I mean, oh, it seems like he's doing a really good job. And... Uh, yeah, no shit. I mean, granted, he's got a lot of weapons, but how much of those weapons look great because of him? You know what I mean? So he's going to be a head coach in, in the spring, probably. You think? One one season? Uh, that offense is humming. True, true. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a possibility, I guess. But It's not like their defense helps them out very much either. So, so now – the Bears sitting at three and th- thirteen can actually get the number one pick should they lose next week, and Houston somehow finds a way to win. Which why would you? Yeah. Um. Which would bump us up via trade to the number thirty-two pick, which technically is a first rounder for Chase Claypool, who has eleven catches since, hey, since the number. trade was made. Yes. Uh, not in, not there it isn't. I think he's uh, 10 there. Maybe you're right, whatever. Either way, he hasn't done shit. And to be fair, he hasn't been targeted a lot and had a bit of a tantrum on the sideline this week as well to the point where uh, Justin Fields had to like issue a statement on it saying that, you know, we appreciate his passion, but he needs to show it a little better. Just one time. You know how they do the anger translator on Key and Peele for the president, yeah. Obama? I'd love... They should have done that with a sports star or something. This is my anger translator. Motherfucker needs it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that trade looking pretty good for us. Yeah. And regardless of what we do, we being the Steelers, um, like, the way it sits right now, we can be no worse than in possession of like the sick. Well, yeah, we guess we could do worse. We won the Super Bowl, but <laughs> um, <laughs> we're looking at like the 16th pick, 17th pick, somewhere in there, depending on what happens this coming week. Mm-hmm. And then the 32nd or 33rd pick. Mm-hmm. And then like the 40, I believe, 6th or 7th pick. That's not a bad haul. Yeah. In, in the first three rounds, first two rounds. Right. You know, three picks in the first two rounds. For a guy that caught eleven balls, yeah, I'll take it. Um, it's just a matter of how they use use them. Um, moving on, the like I said, the the Broncos rallied around Russ, but wasn't quite enough as the Chiefs hold on twenty four to seventeen. A uh, little shocked, like Juju has done okay there, but it's really been up and down for him. A lot of balls, a lot, lot of weapons there, yeah. yeah. And then you got a guy like I was it Isaiah or Isaac. Pachenko that has come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and been a stud for them. Um, Kadarius Tony looks like now that he's got a decent team might actually be a pretty good receiver from the Giants. So yeah, they're uh, they're a unit. Uh, the Dolphins do what we needed them to do, and that is lay an egg against the Patriots. Not really lay an egg, but didn't do well. And like I said, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. Dislocated is throwing pinky. They don't know at the time if it's broke or not. I have not seen any updates on it. Get well next year, Teddy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, you know, get well next year. Um, and no word on Tua whether or not he's going to play because, again, it's going to be a big game. Uh, Colts, again, looking like they've looked ever since that Raider game, which how the hell did that even happen when you see what the Colts have done since? Drop to the Giants 38-10, to 10, and that clinches a playoff berth for the New York football Giants, sitting at 9-6-1. Saints 
Beat the Eagles. Gardner Minshew lost two in a row now. Yeah. Maybe he's... Or maybe Jalen Hurts is a lot better than people thought he was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember who put it out, but somebody put a tweet with a picture of Jalen Hurts. It was like, but I thought anybody could run this Eagles offense. Yeah. You know? And yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts, again, the uh, antithesis of Alabama quarterbacks don't do very well. Although, to be fair, he left Alabama and went to Oklahoma. Yeah, got that Lincoln Riley dust sprinkled on him. Yeah. No, he, he's looking like a guy, and, and I mean, we're talking about potential MVP. Yeah. The injury, I feel, might cost him. It's probably going to go to Patty Mack. Although, you could actually, they won't, but you could use that as an argument to help him. Hey, look, when he was gone, they dropped, dropped two games two in, in a row. row. Yeah. Man. For fuck, for that matter, give it to TJ Watt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Seven and two in games that he's played in this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two and seven without him. You do the math. Uh, then we got the Panthers Bucks in the Who Gives a Shit Bowl, but Tom Brady looked really good. Probably the best he's looked all year. And they beat the Carolina and clinched that division at eight and eight. Eight and eight, but who wants to play Tom Brady in the playoffs? Yeah. True. You know, like if they if if they flip the switch, who knows, man? Anything can happen with that man. Uh Browns beat the commanders Deshaun Watson still didn't have a great game statistically did throw three touchdowns but as long as they got their running game going and their defense is doing what they do the Browns are still going to give some team spits did you see the Ron Rivera yes how do you not know what your team's playoff situation is yeah unbelievable he was asked about it in the post-game presser and basically was revealed to him that they just got eliminated, and he's like, that that was a thing? Yeah, he goes, I didn't know that. And you can tell he's not joking. Well, I don't know why you would joke about Well, whatever. You can tell he's not kidding at all. Yeah. Like, you literally see his gears turning. He goes, wait. Oh, we could be eliminated today? I didn't know that. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. you just laid an egg against the Cleveland Browns and – I would think that's something that you need to know. Use it as a motivating factor. I mean, I get it. You pour yourself into this job, and maybe that's one of the things on the back burner because you're worried about getting your team together. Yeah. But at the same time, you should have peek in the standings every now and then and say, oh, well, fuck, I need to like use this to get these boys fired up. Like You are playing for your potential playoff lives today. Like, yeah. So, yeah, not a good look. The Jacksonville Jaguars – decimate the Houston Texans and have put themselves in a position to potentially win the division against a Tennessee team that is extremely injured right now. Um, going to be starting Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Going to be hard yeah. for, for Tennessee to pull that one out. Speaking of Tennessee, they put Bud Dupree on IR. I think his time there is done. Mm. And goes back to the whole thing of Somehow, someway, Pittsburgh always knows when yeah. to cut a guy loose. I mean, how many times have we seen a stud at Pittsburgh get a big contract, go somewhere else, and do nothing? Kendrell Bell, Joey Porter. Um... We could be. We could do a whole show on it. Okay. We really could. Neil O'Donnell. There's one. Oh my God, why not? I'm sorry. The, the, there's two guys that I can list right now that that really. Was a star in Pittsburgh, mm. 
and continued to be a star elsewhere in the league. Let me see if I can guess him. Rod Woodson. Yep. Holmes was pretty good for a while. Who? Santonio Holmes for a little bit. He's a tweener. Okay. He's a tweener. I'll give you that. All right. Who's the other one? Chad Brown. Oh, okay. When he went to Seattle, he was still a fucking stud for a good few years, several years. Everybody else might have a good season or two, but then like fall off. But like, I honestly forgot all about Bud. Mike Wallace, like again, showed flashes, but never developed in like he was a one trick pony. You know, he had, like I said, showed flashes, but never became like a legit superstar. Um, uh, Randall L was decent. Oh, Plexico Burris would be another one I would name. He was pretty good after he left Pittsburgh. Yeah. For a, not for a very long time though. He went to New York, had a couple of really good seasons, won a Super Bowl, then shot himself. Well, you can't factor that in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Randall L after he left Pittsburgh, Never really did much. I mean, uh, yeah. Not really. He went to Washington and. Right. I mean, he was never going to be a true number one. But Right. You know. I mean, he was a more of a role player anyway. But yeah. like I'm talking guys. And he didn't like fucking break the bank when he went somewhere else the way like Bud Dupree did. Like he wanted, yeah. you know, big, big money. And it's just like I said, we tend to know when to let guys go. But anyway, back to the regular. Uh, Jarrett Stidham after Derek Carr gets benched and either tells the Raiders or Raiders tell him just clean out your locker. Cause yeah, you're done here. Uh, but Stidham comes in has a just monster game, but can't quite get him over the hump as the Niners. Against that defense too. Right. Best defense in the league statistically. And he, wow. he hangs 34 on him. Devonte Adams had a monster game, but yeah. Niners got big cock Brock. So yeah. Yeah. Brock Purdy who wasn't awesome in that game, but, did enough and mm. still got C Mac and Niners are going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, Jets with Mike White get beat by the Seahawks 23 6. Again, keeping the Steelers playoff slim, playoff hopes alive. The Vikings get just blown out 41 17, and it wasn't that close by the Packers. It's Kirk Cousins for you, ain't it? Yeah. And then uh, the Rams become the worst Super Bowl champion. In history, in the following year. No Super Bowl champion has ever lost 11 games the next season. So, congrats on that. Yeah. Uh, to the Chargers, 31-10. to 10. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, and you were right. The, the Lions have that pick from the Stafford trade. Oh, okay. So, that's going to be a top five pick. Yeah. Yeah, it turned out to be a pretty good deal for them. Yeah. Real quick, looking ahead now to next week, Saturday, we've got a triple header with the Chiefs Raiders. Got to go Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, Chiefs Raiders is always a fist Bloodbath, yeah. yeah. But still Chiefs. Yep. Then we got the Titans, Jags. Given the health of the Titans right now, I got to go Jags. Me too. I think Jags are going to win that and win the division. And Real quick. They win the division. Does Doug Peterson get coach of the year? I mean, everyone was thinking Mike McDaniel early in the year, but they've lost kinda... five in a row. Yeah. So it's going to be a tough sell. He, he's got to be in consideration. Yeah. Him and um, Pete Carroll, I think, is another one that, that could potentially, although they've kind of fallen off. Yeah, but... they've fallen off big time, too. So I don't know. Uh, Vikings 
Oh, Kevin O'Connell. Or Eagles coach. Oh, surround. He's he's got to be up there as well. So yeah, there's there's a few names in there that could yeah. Um, moving on, the rest of these. So Ravens Bengals Saturday, which is currently to be determined. Not really sure why that's. I mean, yeah, I don't know about that. But in that one, in Cincy, potentially for the division, depending on how things shake out. I'm gonna probably the timing because they don't know what's gonna happen with. That's why. Yeah. yeah don't right. know if they have to move it to Sunday or whatever. So. Still no word on Lamar Jackson, so I got no choice but to go for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You know what? I have to stop it right now. Okay. Okay, we're back. Uh, yeah, almost, almost peed myself. Anyway, back now to we what the we were kitty. talking about here. Why am I getting Discord notifications? Shut the fuck up. Anyway, so yeah, Ravens Bengals. Like I said, we don't know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Uh, that is going to be kind of an interesting, uh, interesting situation because Tyler Huntley looks like he's decent, but at the same time, yes. Okay, what happened? You tell the story, and then I'll I'll tell it. Tell what story? Uh, well, you, just continue what you're doing. Oh, it's just like I th- I think Tyler Huntley is talented, but I'm not. Uh, you're not afraid of him, right? Like, it, it just I I don't think he is their guy. If I'm being honest, uh, that being said, Cincinnati. I mean, they could be in a different emotional state too, so it, it could get interesting. And and Baltimore's defense is stout, so hard to say. That being said, I'm still going to go with Cincy. Awesome. Here's the yes. I know I've talked about it that Michigan has been very behind on the NIL front. Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, what? Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Three days after losing to TCU, they announced that they're they're actually going to get in the NIL collective business. And I just got an email saying, "Hey, if you want to support us, support one of these four NIL collectives. That's good shit." Meaning they're going to start paying players. Me, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, basically, what was that? I mean, yeah. you have to. You have to. Yes. Fuck it. See you, Jim. We're good. We got the fucking biggest alumni base in the country. We'll fucking spend money like crazy. And what what are you doing? Oh, okay. You're, so so he can't get out. Nice. Well, at this point, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not a huge fan of it by any means, just for the simple fact of what road it can lead down. But until they change it and regulate it, however they they can figure out. Y- if you want to be a competitive program, mm-hmm. you got to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they can live off of name and reputation for for a good amount and for a good amount of players, but there's going to be guys out there that would be like, man, I'd really like to go to Michigan, but fucking Texas A&M's got $3 million on the table. Hmm. Where am I going to go? Yeah. Fuck yeah, you're going to go to Texas A&M and cash that check. Maybe if you make it to the pros, fine, but maybe you don't, but you still got $3 million. So if you want to be a competitive program, you've got no choice. You have to 
play by the current rules until they change them. And yeah, Michigan's got a hell of an alumni basis that can the biggest. Well, I think it's them and Penn State. Ah, uh, fluctuate. Point is, there's a lot of money out there that that went to Michigan that, if they so desired, could help fund that situation. Yeah, because I think right now I had heard that their their recruiting ranking is like in the low 20s. That's unacceptable. Yeah. You're Michigan for fuck's sake, so. Yep. Okay, so moving on to Sunday's action. Again, like I said, a lot of these games – um, don't matter, but a lot of them do. And we'll kick it off with the Browns taking on the Steelers at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is pretty healthy. Deshaun Watson has not looked great. He's been decent in a few games. Has not looked great. Pittsburgh's on a roll. Um, Browns would love nothing more than spoil it, but I think at the very least, we are going to take care of business and win that game. Oh, against the Brownies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll split. I, I thought Deshaun Watson would have shaken off the cobweb sooner because I kind of had that as a circled loss in my head. But yeah, he I, does I, not. Yeah, it's yeah I hasn't hasn't looked great. Uh, the way our run defense has improved, um, I, I think we're going to do okay. And the way our run offense has improved, I, I think we're going to win that game. Buccaneers Falcons again. I don't see. And again, I could be maybe they can move up from us. Well, I guess they. I don't think they can. I can't imagine their position can change it. I don't think it can. I think they're going to be locked into the four without looking at the actual standings. Um, They're what eight and eight. Eight and eight. Yeah, division winner. Yeah, I have to imagine they're locked in the four. So, Um, well, you can rest Brady for a week. Yeah, no, they're locked in the four because you got San Francisco, Minnesota, and and Philly all over twelve wins. So yeah, but do you rest him though? Yes, he's forty eight years old, almost. He's what forty five. Momentum is a lot, and you talk about a guy like that. He's forty five years it's old. It's Tom Brady though. Yeah, I guess. rest means more. How many yeah. times has he had the bye week? Okay, in the okay, shut the fuck. All right. Uh, Patriots Bills. Again, don't know. Like Bills need to win, right? For their playoff. Well, to try and get the one seed. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're in the, the hunt for that. Mm-hmm. What kind of mental state are they gonna be in? Like it's just for the simple fact that I need it to happen, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm taking Buffalo. I think they're gonna they're gonna rally around Demar and sure win one for the Gipper, so to speak. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, because you know? we need it. Um, Vikings Bears. <sighs> this just screams Bears win. Does it? Bears got blown out, but so did the Vikings. I don't know. Like the Bears have a shot at the number one pick if they lose, which tells me the Bears are going to win. Like <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just gut feeling. All right. Maybe the Vikings put seventy on them, but my gut tells me that the Bears are going to win this. I'll go Vikings. I'm going to assume Texans Colts in the Who Gives a Shit Bowl. 
Colts because. Give me the Texans. No. Give me the Texans. Why? This Colts team is in shambles right now. Texans are what? Two. Nick Foles got knocked out. Probably going to be missed this game. Oh, so it'll be Ellinger again. Yep. More than likely. Yeah. Give me the Texans. All right. I'll take the Colts. Jets, Dolphins. Mike White is back, but he looked like crap this past week. Uh, Don't know who the quarterback's going to be for the Dolphins. Hoping it's... Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson. Give me the Jets. Yeah, I'll go with that too. Although it's it's a hard sell convincing me the Dolphins are going to drop six in a row to end the season. Ooh, I got to go to Dolphins actually. Get out. I'm not rooting for it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Cold weather team going to play Miami at noon. Mm. In the summer or in the winter. Mm. I mean, it's not like they play it's all of their games. I don't think so. Time zone doesn't change. Like, it is still fucking January in Miami. Like, it snowed there a couple weeks ago. And they play indoors. No, they don't. Or it's an open air, isn't it? It's an open air. Either way. It's a canopy. It's still good. Might be 70. Like, I don't think that's that big a factor. Maybe 80. I don't know. Either way. Yeah, I guess I I assumed it would be hot. But, yeah, last weekend it was not hot at all. Uh Give me the Jets. All right. Uh, Panthers, Saints. Again, neither one of them have anything to play for. Give me the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to go Saints. Chargers, Broncos. Because why not? Right. Uh, Chargers are in the playoffs. They might be able to bump their seed up one or two spots. Uh, maybe not. Not sure what the wild card situation is in the AFC. They are ten and six. Let's see. They're in a fight with the Ravens, so they need to win that to potentially change their situation. So give me the Chargers. I'm gonna go Broncos. All right. Because why not? Giants, Eagles. Uh, Giants coming off a playoff clinching scenario. Win. Eagles are reeling, but they get Jalen Hurts back in a game that they potentially need to win to solidify the number one seed. So give me the Eagles. Yes. Cardinals in J.J. Watt's final game going to San Francisco. I'm sorry, J.J., but it's not going to go well for you. Give me the Niners. I'll take the Niners too. Rams and Seahawks. Um, You've already got the record for most losses by a defending Super Bowl champ. Why not tack one more on? Give me the Seahawks. I'm going to go Rams. Really? Yeah, I mean, I just I could see McVeigh being like, you know, let's just try and finish the year strong, get one win, one more win. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Cowboys, Commanders, Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys too. And then the final Sunday night football game of the season. Does with Ron a... Rivera know that's the last game of the year? <laughs> Who knows? All right. Final Sunday night game of the year for a playoff berth. It's doesn't get any simpler than win and you're in for the Lions and the Packers in Lambeau. I, I, 
This is a tough one for me because I have grown to like Aaron Rodgers from mm-hmm. his time on Pat McAfee show, but I also have grown to like MCDC. Yeah. And what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Man, that's tough. Because as hot as the Packers are right now, nobody wants to see them in the playoffs. For one more week, same old Lions. Lions. I mean, isn't that just, you get a chance to go to the playoffs, you're going to Green Bay, in Green Bay. This screams, yeah. This screams Aaron Rodgers lighten them the fuck up. Yeah, no, um, that's that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. And didn't the, the Lions beat the Packers once this year, didn't they, in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken? Remember. They may have. I thought they did. I'm going to say that's even more of a reason. Apparently the Lions uh, typically do very well against the Packers. They did. They won 15-9. Okay. Yeah, that was. You're not holding Aaron Rodgers nine points again. No. No. He's got some rapport now with, with Christian Watson. Yeah, he's really come on. And Mercedes Lewis has really come on. So, yeah, give the Lions, I still, I firmly believe they're coming. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. I, I, I think that he's got them going in the right direction. But, again, Green Bay is on a roll. <coughs> At home, playoff berth on the line. That place is going to be absolutely nuts. So, yeah, give me the back. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else before we wrap this up and I go kill people? On well, a video game? Where are we at? We are in Illinois. <laughs> Time-wise? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's long enough. Did you have anything else? I Briefly? Nah, not really. I'm going to watch the menu tonight. When I get home, or I'm going to try to. Eh, I don't know. I might play video games, too. We'll see. Speaking of which, I do which have, I'll talk about. I'm very disappointed okay. in your development as a 2K center. What are you talking about? I won three NBA finals in a row. I tanked, didn't tank, but traded away Brad. Not your NBA, my team career. Me. No, I'm interrupting you because this isn't what this is. This is... You as a player, not yeah. your fucking general manager expertise in my team. Mm-hmm. What? I need to see some progress. If I'm going to fucking take you under my wing and bust some heads in the wreck, I need you working, working. I'm building up VC. Are you at least like working on post moves and stuff with these teams? Trying to, yeah. Okay. I need to see improvement. Anyway. I need to see better box outs. I need to see better shot selection, some pump fakes. We so. did only play one game together. I think we played two. No. Was it just one? Yeah. All right, well, we're going to. You need to see progress. Yeah, th- this week we're, we're going to jump back in the old theater, and I need to see what's going on. All right. Anyway, so progress. Again, I'm a brilliant GM. I knew I should trade the farm to get that kid from North Carolina, Michael Jordan. Okay, I just knew it. Yeah. I don't know what it was about him. But I just, just knew a, he'd be a stud. Just a hunch, huh? Just a hunch. Won three titles in a row. And I'm like, you know what? This Brad Doherty guy? Yeah, he's pretty good. But I'm going to trade him away, get more draft picks. And Is that what you did? What's Is that this who you kid? had? Shaquille O'Neal from LSU? Nuh-uh. I'm going to go ahead and trade You're for him. You're cheating. What? What What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just a great GM. I have an eye for talent. Uh-huh. What, what was the question you asked me about Brad Doherty? You had Brad Doherty? Yeah, I think it was the year after I drafted Jordan. I ended up with the fourth overall pick. Didn't know who the fuck he was, but I'm like, ah, uh, he's the best on the board. I'll take him. 
he was he did turn out to be I mean he was solid for sure. You yeah. traded him for Shaq, is that what you're you're Well, doing? going after the three peat. <laughs> I How do you get Shaq after winning three I won three ti- fake well, NBA titles? Because on those three titles, I didn't really need a first round pick, so I traded him back and collected them in the future. Because I think in the Shaq draft I had Oh no, this next draft is is even crazier. I have seven first round picks. Um, what? Yeah, I gotta call Ronnie Two K, and like they have to revamp that. That's not it shouldn't be possible. I traded away some guys, got some assets, and there you go. Hmm. Uh, one question. I, by the way, yeah, I did look up what year Shaq was coming out in the draft because I'm like, it's got to be soon, right? I'm like, no, not yet. I'm like, all right, I'll try and win three in a row. Okay, I won three in a row. What difficulty level are you playing on? I don't remember. It's probably just the standard one. Yeah. Yeah, time to bump that up. I know. If you've won three in a row, it's time to bump. I'm not saying go to like fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah, but you're on pro. Yeah, you need to bump that up, and in your career too, mm-hmm. bump it up a level. It's it, it it is tougher. Won't be as tough as a center though, mm-hmm. just because especially the kind of build that you have. No, um, it it's tougher like as a guard because the defense is ridiculous when you're trying to. But yeah, bump bump it up. And that will that'll help prepare you a little bit better because yeah, pro I, pro level huge difference. I can score a hundred a game if if I wanted to playing my career in pro level yeah. with any fucking build. Um, so yeah, bump bump it up one one notch and kind of gauge where you're at, and you'll get a little bit closer to the kind of competition you're going to get when. Yeah, I in in fairness. I don't expect much out of you in 2K23. That's nice. Uh, but I want you to get good enough that you like it enough to invest into and 24 yeah. when it comes out. Sure. As opposed to, like, you're jumping in now. Season's kind of yeah, midway point. Yeah, it's fallen off quite a bit. Like, most of – and I still have people I can play with, but, like, I will w- – once we get you where you need to be, like, we'll jump into 92 and under, and I, I can carry you. To, to some wins, so right. we just got to get your badges and everything right. So, all right. Well, that's long enough that we've talked. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up and uh, come back next week. Probably Sunday, I think. I'll come over and watch the finale and whatnot. And, yeah. Yep, it is a noon game, so. We oh, do... wait, shit. No, we probably shouldn't do that then. I mean, I'll still come over and watch the game, but we should probably do an episode monday that way we know the playoff scenario yeah yeah that sounds like a better idea so all right folks thanks for listening tomorrow get better no no what we should do natty natty is monday isn't it that too we also have black monday what's black monday oh coach is getting shit canned and whatnot so yeah let's do tuesday again maybe do it right before the natty and then we can talk about the natty later either way we'll be back next week at some point um with with a lot to talk about like i said hopefully uh hopefully some good news on the damar hamlin front thanks for listening as always i am d's he is dylan bye-bye